Hey everyone, and welcome back to Miles on the Grid. I'm your host, Miles. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing very briefly whether Red Bull are the real deal. Um, now, this is a topic which I wanted to cover before pre-season testing had occurred, which recently took place last weekend, um, and that was fascinating in its own right. But I just wanted to touch on this topic because Red Bull have often been seen as a, a great um, drinks company, fantastic with their promotional work they often do stuff all around the globe um and ever since they came into f1 they've always been known as the party boys so to speak so this short episode is going to just examine whether that's true are they really going to be the real deal for for 2021 and this season um and what's in store for their future so as i mentioned red bull are an energy drinks company um they've been one of the best uh racing teams or racing outfits in formula one for quite some time and not just in Formula 1 and DTM, um, they're, they're looking to get into that as well. And I know that they've also sponsored a few other events such as, like, excuse me, touring cars. So, they're full-time world champions in F1. They have one of the best car designers on the grid in Adrian Newey. I cannot stress that enough. Um, Adrian Newey's been a, a multiple winner with uh, Williams, with McLaren, uh, with Red Bull. He is known as the godfather of uh, design when it comes to an F1 car. So when he speaks, uh, I think that the rest of the team listen. Um, in terms of Red Bull themselves, they have a sister team, uh, which formerly was their junior team. So it's been uh, known under many different names. It started off as the Minardi team, then it, meant, uh, then it moved to Toro Rosso, then it moved to Alpha Tauri. Um, but that team itself has created multiple race winners, uh, notably Sebastian Vettel when he was with Toro Rosso, and then... Most recently, Pierre Gasly at uh, the Italian Grand Prix last year. Um, in terms of a, uh, in terms of an overall package, their junior program is one of the best in sport, and I mean this across any sport. How how can I? I can compare it to the La Masia Academy that works with um, the Barcelona uh, junior teams. So the way in which Barcelona tend to set up their their academy prospects, yes, the cream only rises to the top. But at the same time, you can see the amount of talent that is stacked there. And I think it's the same thing for, for Red Bull when it comes to, to racing, and in particular F1. They, their junior program has created multiple winners across F1, Formula E, WEC, and touring cars. And it's really nice to see that people like Brendan Hartley, who some could deem as a failure in F1, have gone on to be two-time WEC champions. And you've got uh, multiple... I'm, I'm losing track. But the point is, their junior program works. And I think it's unparalleled in the sport, especially compared to like McLaren, who don't even have one at this point, but Mercedes, uh, as well as um, Ferrari, although Ferrari are on the up. So why is it that some people see Red Bull as merely an experiment in the sport? You know, d despite all of their successes, um, their threat to leave the sport about a month ago, based on uh, Honda's decision to focus on more, more carbon neutral um, programs, became quite real. However, they struck a deal with Honda, which is great, um, to produce their own Honda-based engines. And it means that we're going to see them in the sport for a bit longer. But in reality, what does this actually mean? So it means that Red Bull themselves have struck an agreement to take over the ownership of the Honda-based F1 engines. With this, they've now secured access to create their own engines within this framework up until 2025, which is fantastic because it means, one, there's hopefully no more threats of them having to leave the sport. Um, although there are some more nuances which need to be figured out for, for the coming years. Um, 
but it also means that there's no longer a need to rely on customer uh, uh, customer engines, sorry, such as like Honda, Renault, Ferrari, or Mercedes. Um, they can no longer get into spats with, with Renault, as many of you would have seen in, in Drive to Survive, um, over their performance, as they now have full autonomy as to how to develop their engine, how to maintain it, you know, how to keep an overview of costs, which I think is quite important, especially with the cost cap that has come into, into effect for 2021 and beyond. And in my opinion, they've become the full team. So they now have their own engine. They have a fantastic driver lineup in, in Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez for, for this year. Um, they, they were very much looked at, a, looked at as a flash in the pan when they first started. I remember when they first came in, I was like, yeah, this team's going like, to disappear in a couple of years. But I don't know why that is. I think maybe it was because they were like throwing extravagant parties in Monaco. Um, they were constantly doing promo events and they just generally didn't give a toss. But now they're a factory team who are quite poised to, to make a challenge to the likes of Mercedes. And I'm going to touch on testing on my predictions in a different episode, but that's quite, yeah, it's nice, it's nice to know and it's nice to see. It's nice to know that there's another factory team in the works. I know that there's been discussions of uh, Porsche um, entering from 2025 or 2024, um, which was reported by the BBC a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago. But yeah, it's just good to see another factory team remain on the grid. Um, and become a bit better with how they want to manage both their time and their resources. So will they make a challenge to, to Mercedes? Who knows? Um, but this deal could be the one that, given the previous Honda engine improvement of last year, which I thought was quite significant, this sets them up for success in the nearby future. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they develop, whether they have to make any alterations in 2021, but more so for 2022, when, when the new regulations, not just around aero, but around design and power, um, come in as well. So that's literally the episode for, for today. Thank you so much for listening. And please, please subscribe, follow and leave a review on iTunes. And if you're on Spotify, please just follow. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye.